Hello everyone and welcome to Encounter with God Together. Uh, I'm your host this week to give Gail an opportunity to share with us from the book of Hebrews. And uh, welcome Gail. Thank you Janet. I'm happy to have you in the host seat today. Yeah, that's great. Well, we've got um, uh, quite a few chapters in Hebrews this week that are fairly dense, uh, <laughs> but also have some real jewels in them, uh, some real richness of, of the uh, uh, scripture this week. So to start out, I'm going to pray. Thank you. All right, let's pray together. Father, thank mm. you uh, for Jesus, who mm. was greater than all, greater than Moses, greater than Abraham, Father, who was the great high priest. Mm. We thank you for sending Jesus to save us. Uh, mm. Father, we uh, pray that as people engage with your word uh, this week, that by your spirit, you would show them the wonderful nature of your son and um, the fullness of your son uh, who came, uh, that we might be children of God. Now we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Janet. And you're right. There, These passages are quite rich and quite full, and I will not in this little program be able to do justice to them. Uh, but I do want to share a few things that struck me uh, as I started to think about it and uh, encourage you who are going through this this week to do your own study and your own deep dives. Um, there's a lot here and a lot of different avenues you could dive off into for uh, a really full study. Um, I think the writer of Hebrews really wants to impress upon its audience and, and, and us um, who Jesus is and what, what it is we have in Jesus and just how great uh, he is, that he is God and uh, the fullness of God. And in, in the passages this week, he's going to talk about how Jesus is greater than Moses, which, of course, Janet, as we were talking earlier, you reminded uh, me that that this is what the, the audience knows, right? They've been steeped in, in their Jewish uh, culture and tradition and understanding of what is required. And uh, Jesus sort of sets that whole thing on end, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... So um, so they're, they're comparing him to Moses, and then they're going on to talk about, you know, what it means to believe this way and how important it is to, to have faith. And there are some stern warnings against unbelief, which can be quite scary uh, to, to you at first blush. So I want to unpack that a little bit and then talk a little bit about, you know, the Sabbath rest that God is offering for his people and uh, again, some warnings against uh, uh, unbelief. So, Janet, I thought it'd be helpful if you could start out by reading uh, just the first part of um, Hebrews 3, uh, 1 through 6, I believe. Yes, I'll do that. Thank you. Uh, Hebrews 3, starting with verse 1, Jesus greater than Moses. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. He was faithful to the one who appointed him, just as Moses was faithful in all God's house. Jesus has been found worthy of greater honor than Moses, just as the builder of a house has greater honor 
than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but God is the builder of everything. Moses was faithful as a servant in all God's house, bearing witness to what would be spoken by God in the future. But Christ is faithful as the son over God's house, and we are his house, if indeed we hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory. Beautiful. I mean, you could just spend all day right there, right? Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Easily. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I mean, this whole idea that God is the builder of everything, mm. you know, that God is the builder of everything, that Jesus is God, that he uh, is the fulfillment of of everything that the high priests before him were doing, um, that he has made atonement once and for all. And we're his... Uh, we're his house. We are those things that he's built. So that's all beautiful. And uh, I enjoy listening to it and reading it, but I'm a little less excited when I, um, when I read on to see that, you know, uh, don't harden your heart says you did in the time of rebellion. This is why I was angry with that generation. They'll never enter my rest. And then there's a worry, a, a, a warning for us to encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be hardened by sin, deceitfulness. That all sounds uh, worrisome, you know, as you, as you're thinking about it, like, you know, we've come to share in Christ. If indeed we hold our original conviction firmly to the very end, it has just been said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as you did in the rebellion. Um, so, and, and we know that, the people that Moses had led through the desert, those 40 years were not able to enter the promised land um, because it says of their unbelief. And so um, Janet, I think you and I were talking a little bit earlier about doubt and unbelief and whether or not we're allowed to have it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of <laughs> course these, these are, this is, you know, he's, he's trying to explain to them, what is different between the law and this new faith, uh, the living by the law and living by the faith and, and don't slip into unbelief. This, you know, you have now begun to grasp who Christ is. Uh, don't, don't like your predecessors then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. And uh, this whole thing of doubt, you know, I, I have a favorite author, uh, Frederick Beekner is one of my favorite authors. And he once said in one of his writings that if there were no room for doubt, there would be no room for me. Mm. And I, I really like that because it, it rang true that, that doubt in and of itself is not um, something that, that necessarily weakens our faith. It actually helps us to strengthen it mm -hmm. as we ask those questions and, and let the spirit confirm truth to us mm -hmm. and uh, wrestle with the things. And I, I really like in, uh, I think it's in Mark where the man is bringing his son who's demon possessed to be healed by Jesus. Um, and Jesus questions, uh, you know, whether or not there's belief and, and he says, Lord, I, I believe, but help my unbelief mm. you know so he's acknowledging that it's hard it's hard to believe mm. and um and he's asking god to help his unbelief that to me 
is not what's happening or what the warning is against here. Because Jesus was pleased with that answer and he went on and did um, release that boy. Um, Janet, you know, he's talking about entering entering uh, the Sabbath rest. Mm. And uh, you were sharing with me earlier some things that you had heard about Sabbath rest. And I wondered if you if you might speak to that a minute. Yeah. Yeah, that's right, Gail. And that unbelief slipping back into the old pattern, mm. believing that uh, your relationship is right with God if you follow the law and trying to help them to understand and not to stray away from that and even further. And, um, yeah, the Sabbath rest. I went to a, a Sabbath seminar one time that was led by a young female Jewish uh, rabbi. And uh, it just helped me to understand on a deeper level what that Sabbath rest actually is. And uh, she explained that we often think of it as having a good nap on a Sunday and not doing your washing and not, you know, making sure that you're not doing work uh, on that uh, Sabbath. And of course, for these people, that would have been the Saturday, the Sabbath. And, but um, what she explained is that uh, Sabbath rest is far greater th than that. And she said, she explained, she said, God has created the whole of creation with a rhythm. She mm. said, uh, she said, our hearts have a rhythm and uh, the sea has a rhythm and there are seasons that have a rhythm to them. The whole of life, she said, has a rhythm. And uh, often we get out of rhythm with God. Mm. And she said, what Sabbath rest is actually like is getting back into that rhythm uh, with God, the, the proper rhythm for which he has created us. And she used the example of when your heart gets out of rhythm, you are in trouble. Uh, which I know, uh, having had some <laughs> of fibrillation yeah. myself not uh, long ago. And when the seas and the tides get out of rhythm, then we are in trouble. And uh, so she said, that's what happens. And so he, the writer of Hebrews is trying to help them understand that Sabbath rest on a deeper level of it's actually getting yourself right with God, mm. entering into for them, this new relationship that has been opened up uh, by Christ and his sacrifice and what he did. Mm. So getting back into the normal rhythm for which God created uh, us. And uh, so it really helped me to understand that Sabbath rest and takes on new meaning in this chapter here, this passage here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that, that it's it's how we're meant to be. It's how the, the builder of the house created for his people to live. Mm -hmm. And uh, and he also has a final kind of rest yeah. uh, that it's intended uh, where where we return to to being with him uh, without sin marring our our way. Yeah. And so, you know, there's there's um, there's a passage or there's a part of chapter four that talks about, you know, while it's still today, you can enter that rest. And that's a, a call to us both to be faithful to our own rhythm with God and to 
share it with other people um, because there is still an open door to that rest, that final rest. Um, and it says there in chapter four, verse nine, it says, um, there remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every enter effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. And then it switches pretty abruptly to talk about the word of God. Um, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. And I remember having a friend who uh, who shared just how frightening that passage was to her that nothing was hidden from God, you know, that everything was there that God could see. And I remember feeling the opposite, uh, that because of the atonement, because of who Jesus is, um, we can look ourselves sort of square in the eye and know that God sees us through, through the blood of Jesus. Yeah. And we can, we can see who we are. And uh, in God's word, we can understand all that that means, you know, what that means to be in that rhythm, what that means to follow and walk with God mm -hmm. and how we need to guard our, ourselves. Um, yes. Yeah. And a very well-known scripture. I mean, it is oft quoted. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it, you know, kids in the kids programs. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it can be a frightening, fearful thing mm -hmm. without understanding who Jesus is. And then interestingly enough, it goes on to talk about Jesus as the great high priest yeah. uh, in the order of Melchizedek. And uh, I won't steal the thunder from a future guest because Melchizedek, the priest is coming up in, in chapter seven. Uh, so this is a foreshadowing, but everything the writer of Hebrews is trying to do is to show us, you know, who Jesus is what he's done for us, who we are in his sight, uh, to encourage us to encourage each other and not to fall into unbelief. And while all of that can seem uh, somewhat worrisome and fearful, it can also be um, a great comfort to us that, you know, what we need most of all is faith. Mm. And, you know, even our faith is a gift from God. And when we and ourselves waver, we have that, that reminder that we can ask for help. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and for these, you know, for those original uh, hearers of this uh, letter, um, these would have been familiar concepts. Yes. For us, we have to do a little more work to work out what did that actually mean to them? However, the promise is still there. Yeah. Uh, the grace of God is never changes the same for them as it is uh, for us. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I encourage you who are following along this week to do your own dive into parts of these passages that strike you. Uh, certainly there's a lot of richness in Jesus, the great high priest mm. and what that means for us. I encourage you to stay in God's word which uh, no doubt you're doing as you're, you're spending this time with us, but, uh, and to encourage each other. I mean, Janet, it was just even encouraging this morning to, 
to talk with you, um, talk through some of these things with you and, uh, you know, just go, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, and to, to, to ask God himself, you know, mm-hmm. Lord, I believe help my unbelief. So that's, that's what I have to encourage uh, you with today. And I, I want to pray for you um, for all of us uh, in that way, as we close. Mm-hmm. Father, I do pray that you will uh, teach us by your spirit. And as we spend time in your word in Hebrews this week, what you have for us. Just show us the magnificence of um, who Jesus is and who you are as builder, who we are as your house. Father, help us to be encouraging to one another. Help us to seek you in your word and help us to acknowledge when we find it hard and to ask for your help. I pray this for myself, for Janet, and for all of those who are listening today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Gail, for that helpful introduction to the week. Uh, For those of you um, who don't know, we do have Encounter with God uh, Bible reading guides. You can read them on the website. Uh, You can get them via email or you can get print copy. And if you do want some really searching questions to Mm. use with your friends or with your Bible study group, We've got Encounter with God uh, uh, extras. Yeah, extras. And Mm -hmm. and those are free. They're downloadable. Just go to the website and you'll find those extras. And I think an email went around just recently too with a link on the email as well for those of you. Yes, you can subscribe to receive them each quarter. Uh, They're they're great for using with um, your own Bible study or even in a small group. Yes. Yeah. Don't forget, uh, go to the website because there is a a lot more uh, for you and uh, your Bible reading needs. So thank you again, Gail. And thank you so much, Janet. I appreciate the switching of the seats today. You have a great uh, rest of your week. Have a great week. Okay. Bye bye.